0: Beetle Buds, Beetle Buds,
1: Big Bad Beetle Buds, the podcast. Bug back for the first time. I'm Jake. And
0: I am Alec. Welcome to the first episode of the Big Bad Beetle Buds podcast. Uh,
1: We should clarify what the heck is going on here. Yeah,
0: how did this really come about even?
1: Okay, well, I was really procrastinating one night when I should have been working. And you were like, "Hey, Jacob, you want to watch this Saban show?"
0: <laughs> I'm like,
1: "Sure." I didn't grow up on these things. I'll have a little, a, ooh, a little taste. Yeah, a little
0: taste. You see, I have, I, I have some nostalgia on that. There, Beetleborgs and Power Rangers and anything Saban. And uh, yeah, I wanted to expose Jake to that. So we watched the first couple episodes, and then the uh, the inception of this podcast started to. Well, that makes
1: it sound like we were enjoying
0: ourselves. No, 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 <laughs> no. Well, that's that's not the intent. We were haunted by the thoughts of Beetleboards for days.
1: And the problem was that we really just didn't understand why or what the show was about.
0: Yeah, it was
1: like watching somebody open like the Ark of the Covenant,
0: Pandora's Box. Yeah, it was yeah. just like sin,
1: and we couldn't get it out of our minds. And we we prayed. It got to the day point, and night.
0: Yeah, it got to the point where it was really scary like we'd be laying cuz we're roommates. We're not laying in the same bed together. That, no. <laughs> Jake and I are laying in bed. <laughs> and just he, whistling yeah, the Beetle Bonder, he, he would just he would just turn and be like, so about Beetleborgs and it, it, this happened and then we just we needed an outlet to really express ourselves and to really try and understand Beetleborgs.
1: This is like one of those great coming out videos. Oh, God. Mom, Dad, I watch Beetleborgs. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, fuck. Get the heck out of my house. Get out of my house. Why are you watching that filth?
1: This show, well, this podcast, yeah. rather, not this show. We're on a mission to discover what this show is, mm-hmm. what this show is about, and we're excited to where this will take us. So we hope that you enjoy this journey with us together, yeah. whether this is out of pure curiosity, nostalgia, or you just want to shit on a terrible show from the 90s with us, <laughs> yeah. uh, we really Because hope... that's,
0: that's a 2016 thing. Yeah, oh yeah, people do that constantly. Like yeah. Good
1: Burger. Oh, don't talk about it. I really don't ever want to watch that yeah. movie again.
0: I don't want it ruined for no, me. No,
1: I love that yeah. movie. <laughs> so we really uh, we really should start from the very beginning.
0: The very beginning. The intro song, at that.
1: Yeah. Oh,
0: Three typical average kids. Inside a haunted mansion.
1: Just by chance they freed a ghost. Who made them Beetle
0: Borgs. They're the Big Bad Beetleborgs. Big Bad Beetle Borgs. Hey, look, now they're superheroes, armed with superpowers. Taken from a comic strip, and now they're Beetle Borgs. Big Bad,
1: bad Beetle
0: and, and with cut of, like, Mums and Fangula being like, Cool! Uh,
1: Mums and Fangula are the uh, yeah, we'll resident be... mummy and vampire. Yeah, the monster roommates. The monsters that live in this <laughs> Power monsters. Rangers. Fuck. Universe. Okay, so let's just take a quick little brief look at those lyrics yep. to really delve into the introduction of the series. The most important detail, really the only one worth mentioning, is... Just by chance they freed a ghost. Yeah, so Wow. Yeah. Already off on some juicy shit.
0: Some some really kind of sinister details.
1: Yeah, like sinister details that they really do try to cover up with like peppy fun yeah, jokes and yeah. beats. It's implying that he was sealed away.
0: Yeah, cause well, cause at this point we gotta be. We gotta be honest. We've seen the first ten episodes. Yes. We rewatched the first five, and we missed a, a hell of a lot. A Lot of details. This is our second attempt recording, and because
1: the first time did not do it justice, we
0: were brain dead. I yeah. Think. Uh, but yeah, we picked up a lot of details. That that makes it seem like.
1: The ghost that they freed is really just like this agent of chaos. Yeah,
0: just this kind of trickster god from another dimension that's just... Seventh dimension. The seventh dimension. Specifically. Whose whose powers we cannot even comprehend.
1: No, and we'll get into that. What that means, dimension hopping... What it means to go from a lower to a higher dimension. <laughs> We're getting
0: straight into the metaphysical. <laughs> it's like, Well, the show tough.
1: takes no time this in doing true. so. This is true. This it is jumps true. right into it in the second song lyric. So um, what we start with... <laughs> Is uh, the audience doesn't know it at this point, but we do. They're two assholes getting spooked by the Hillhurst Mansion, mm-hmm. and um, that's that would be Trip and Van being yep. spooked by an unknown hand. Yeah,
0: it's you get to know the the Hillhurst inhabitants over the f- course of the first couple episodes. Yeah, and this hand of this unknown boy just. Is never brought up again. Reaches up out of the porch, grabs, grabs tripper vans. Cell phones?
1: Yeah, and pulls it underneath the porch. But yeah. we don't know we who don't that, know who is. that boy is. Tiny porch? It's Stoop Kid. So basically, there's a quick cast intro after that. Yeah, we got we it.
0: Drew and his younger sister, Joe. And Roland, their best friend. Roland, their best friend. So they're riding their bikes down to Zoom Comics, where Roland's father works. And I,
1: Roland's kind of, like, employed through the family. He's too yeah, young to work.
0: But he just does... Chores. I think him and all the other kids do, like, odd jobs in the comic book shop. Yeah, they get paid a, a small wage out of it. Yeah, magic. and then we're introduced... Do we want to talk about the magic?
1: Oh yeah, he he. They do bring up quick. Um, Roland's into magic, really into magic.
0: He's practicing magic tricks on the sidewalk.
1: Just that really, gets neglected for a while, but yeah. that it does go into his character.
0: But it it kind of shows like some kind of competence, when, some like, level the of consistency. Like, yeah, like there's some sort of yeah. There's their character traits that they want known from episode one.
1: Yes, like, Nano is the coolest character though oh, by far. Oh. Nano's Roland's grandmother. Mm, yep. Who. Is introduced on a
0: motorcycle. Yep, she's racing a man named Snake around yep. uh, Charterville, the small town that, that small cult town. Yeah, we'll get into that. <laughs> Don't scare them away right now. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> she beats him in the race, and, and Snake has mad respect for
1: Nana. N- dude, Snake and Nano are tight. You high can five. tell.
0: She gets off and, and greets the kids, and it's great.
1: I want a show about Snake and Nano.
0: Hell yeah, dude!
1: Screw these Beetleborgs. Son...
0: <laughs> <But, laughs> So then we enter the comic book shop, and Drew...
1: He likes the girl.
0: ...is, yeah, oogle-eyed for the girl working at the register. Named Heather? Heather, yep. And there's, like, this weird bit
1: where he's reading a ballet. Yeah, asked,
0: I think he's just trying to play it off cool, so he actually... He just picks up the closest book to him, and it happens to be a ballet magazine. You know,
1: 90s embarrassing, like, yeah. oh, you picked oh, up...
0: Uh, shoot, I embarrassed myself. His younger sister, uh, I, I believe the line is, oh... Drew, I think I have a tutu that'll fit you. And then he tries to, like,
1: play it off. Like, oh, kids say the darndest things. And she's not having any of it. Heather's like, yeah, kids. She's
0: like, okay. Yeah, fine. Because it's definitely implied that she's a little older. Oh, yeah. She's, like, 14, probably. The kids... They're about 12 to 13. Joe's, like, 9. Joe's, oh, yeah. Joe's definitely, like, nine, ten years old. Yeah. After he drops the... The facade that he's... The ballet magazine. Yeah. He picks up a Beetleborgs comic, which... It, Beetleborgs in this world is a is a publication that is delivered to comic book shops.
1: Widely prop, popular in Charterville. Uh,
0: Charterville loves the Beetleborgs. Oh, yeah. Parents read it. Kids read it. Everybody likes it. And Drew has this weird sequence where he envisions himself in the comic... Yeah, he's reading the comic, and he's kind of
1: doing a self-insert bit where he is the Blue Beetle board. He's saving—it's so weird, because it's in, like, a Charterville park. Like, it's the yeah, same it's, park.
0: it's just a park.
1: So it's weird that they filmed at the same park that they film at in any other scene.
0: And he's, like, Heather, riding a horse. This is after—heather is tied up to a tree, dressed— As a princess. As a really, like, bad— princess like, makeup, like a the novelty store yeah. princess costume your, your good old walmart princess yeah and she's being kind of paraded around by these gray and yellow magnivore cronies yeah
1: they're just weird people in morph suits basically yeah and then
0: this green sword boy that is not brought up
1: uh, ever again
0: yeah. so drew comes in as a blue stingerborg and attacks and saves her and hugs her too hard
1: it does that classic sound effect if you know what I'm talking about. Chick-poo. There it is.
0: And uh she's like, "Ooh, so I think it was like a, a bit where it's like, "Oh, he doesn't know his own strength. He's so strong."
1: But it just looks like he squeezes her butt. Yeah, yeah real bad. Ugh. Um oh, that was so sad.
0: I was like, "Wait, I had to rewind." I was like, "Did he just pinch her ass?"
1: And it looked like it.
0: Yeah. And then we flash back
1: to reality. To
0: reality. Where he's uh, not as cool. He's you know, not a Beetleborg. And then we are introduced more formally, because we saw them earlier in the episode getting scared out of Hillhurst, is Tripp and Van, the the rich kids whose dad owns the, the Zoom Comics building.
1: Yeah, but not the business. Like, he's he's like yeah. like fish odor from Bob's Burgers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're unusually rich for someone <laughs> yeah, in that position. Well, like, they wouldn't be limousined around by a butler named what's his oh, name Dudley shit something like it's that It's Dudley It's a butler name and they get wads of cash for daily chores yeah, allowance the, They're too rich
0: They're trying to impress Heather with how rich and hot quote unquote they think they are you know they think You know they, she's not having any of know, it she's nobody like, does You're a fucking idiot They think they can get stuff for free because their dad owns the building but why would you need to get it for free if you're filthy rich Exactly Just all kinds of stuff and, and they think they're the cool kids but one of them is the president of the chess club.
1: Oh, but that's so cool.
0: And don't you remember
1: like, like competing for attention with the guy who ran the chess club in high no, school?
0: I don't. I remember the chess club being shut down because nobody wanted to be in it.
1: My high school didn't even have one. Exactly. If, if you if you were a part of the chess club, I'm sure it was actually pretty cool. But these guys run a shit chess club. If It's judging just, by their character, it sucks. A,
0: it's just the two of them. They play chess against each other.
1: And the and the boy with the long hair always loses. Cause he's an idiot.
0: Because he's stupid. <laughs> As Joe would say. Well, man, nope, nope. We'll get to
1: that. But basically, these dweebs hate the nerds who read infantile Beetleborgs comics. Yeah, because
0: that's so much more nerdy than what they do. So
1: why were they even going to the comic I book store know. for? Regardless, this is the kind of writing we're dealing with.
0: So, then Tripp and Van challenge Joe, Drew, and Roland to stay at the Hillhurst mansion for for, the night. Initially, they say, we'll see who can stay the night, and whoever stays the longest wins. Yeah. Bragging rights or whatever. Whoever loses is a coward. Then they get to Hillhurst. Who can can survive an hour? Yeah, and then it's dropped to an hour. Like, that's
1: 23 hours less. What happened in that car ride where they started, like... Cutting down time,
0: like maybe just like twenty hours. It's, it's, it's fifteen. Yeah, it's one. Very inconsistent, but regardless, uh, they decide once they get inside that the the group should split up and just kind of explore the house with you know their their preferred groups.
1: And I think Trip and Van were going to sneak off and spook the yeah, three because they were going to wear masks.
0: Yeah, they had they brought masks, and their plan was to scare the three kids out of Hillhurst to prove that they were.
1: Better. Better. Yeah, they can in, win uh, the bet. Oh, uh, the monsters come. They do show up. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Right, here, you yeah. seem exhausted. Let me introduce I, the monsters. I'm I'm
0: getting really flustered. Okay. They're, um, just, they're just stumbling around. Yeah, a mummy and... Joe a, is in a room and then she says something like, oh, this place is trash. Oh, no, 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 and no. And no. then mum gets was, offended. She, ew,
1: look at this junk. And she opens up like a, right. a coffin and there's a mummy in it. Yeah. That's and then Mums is like, oh, no, junk. junk. And she's like, gross. And then he's he's pleased by this. He likes being called gross. And then he <laughs> d- decides to spook
0: her anyway. Yeah, he unwraps himself and reveals his true form as a Grim Reaper. He's one of the many Reapers
1: in our universe. Oh, fuck. Who I, steals life. Yeah, I forgot about that. I don't understand. Why is he a Grim Reaper?
0: Yeah, he, he's just like, ah, oh, what more? And then he unwraps and he's like, this... And he's kind of cool looking. Like. I wish they just kept him like yeah. that. So they kind of blew their load on that costume. They really did. And they and then he starts chasing Joe around, and then we're introduced to Frank and Beans.
1: His dick joke of a name, Buddy.
0: Who, who is, is a, also a writer of the show. Yes. Yes, he is.
1: So Frank and... Okay, we should... Uh, Mums is a bit of a hothead. He's very sassy. Yeah. basically the grumpy old man of the house, oh, except yeah. in a young form. Not portrayed through physically young, but his his voice is young. Yeah. Uh, Franken-Beans is an idiot. He's up up.
0: He's the big, dumb idiot. Like, uh... Lenny. Lenny. He's Lenny. He's kind of big, dumb, and like... He would squish a bunny to death. He means well, but he's just kind of like, ooh, Franken-Beans. And,
1: and then he has to get his brain electrified occasionally by mums. Yeah,
0: because mums, only in the first episode that we've noticed, has electrical powers that can recharge Franken-Beans' brain powers so they can find the kids. Yeah, and so he can... Function Function. Yes. So Frank and Beans can think. Right. So he can be alive ish. But then we're cut to a scene where the kids are hiding from the monsters. This is after. <laughs> this is after Mums recharges Frank and Beans. And the kids hide. The kids are hiding, and Joe sees a spider on Roland's leg. A tarantula. Like, a tarantula. A big old spider. And it's just like, oh, Roland. And then Drew's like, oh, sh- shush. Like, what do you think? And he looks and he's like, oh, fuck. Roland, you got a spider. Roland's like shit, so he kicks. The spider flies off and goes into the room where Mums and Frankenbeans are. Frankenbeans sees the tarantula, picks it up and eats it. And what follows is probably my favorite reaction to anything.
1: If if we could, if there was a way to make a GIF auditory, oh, oh I wish we could share it with you. It is the best face. It's
0: just uh, it's like a a medium shot. Of Joe that zooms in of her just mortified face. Just actual
1: panic. I don't know how they made her made that face. I
0: think I'm going to make that into a GIF and post it on our Facebook. You
1: really should. It's too good. It's hilarious. Essentially the best part of Beetleborgs thus far. So Trip and Van are scared away. The kids sneak through a couple of trapdoors after that incident. And Yeah, trapdoors that the monsters don't
0: don't know about to know about.
1: Which is very strange because they've occupied this house for a very long time as we've learned. Which yeah, which they state in a later episode. So we think there's some weird dimensional riftage happening in this house. Yeah. Especially because what happens next, they they find an organ. Mm-hmm. in a room and uh, they walk up to it and Joe yeah, they're just stumbles into it as they're talking and presses a she couple like, of keys yeah, she like leans on it and three women pop out of the
0: pipe it's orders. like a red a blue and a green one which yeah. I didn't know which is the color of the Beetleborgs
1: yeah the pipettes <gasps> they, they sing
0: yeah they sing a tune
1: about a seventh dimensional being a backed by a popular demand flabber and I guess people are in demand for a uh a Jay Leno, a genie from Aladdin, and, and Elvis, Elvis, Elvis Presley impersonators. Yeah. Take those three things and put them together, and that's what this phasm is. That's This that, is the that ghost really is. that they just so happened to release. Yeah, from this mystical organ. And uh, he comes out, he's screaming about how great it is to be back... To be freed. To be free.
0: words were... Home free. Yeah, and it's like, okay, so... Obviously, someone sealed Flabber away.
1: Keep that in mind. The
0: seventh dimensional, almost schizophrenic... Oh,
1: absolutely schizophrenic. ...being
0: that is just... Out of his
1: mind! It's nuts. It's and, nuts. And like, the ability to shapeshift, morph, turn his head into a slinky, anything... But Basically, like, Genie yeah, from Aladdin, he like is. The conversations
0: with himself is, like, he's, he's constantly, like, talking to one part of himself, it's... He's all over the place. nuts. And emotionally as well. It's not that he's just
1: being a goo. He'll go from, <laughs> He'll get very angry with yeah. himself and apologize. Bipolar. Vi- very strangely bipolar and schizophrenic. And those things do go hand in hand with each other Which it,
0: Which isn't like a down to people with schizophrenia or bipolar disorder. No, but, but it's, it's
1: just an interesting detail that's Flagger, overlooked. Yes, yeah,
0: Flagger is an undiagnosed case that refuses to get medical help. Or was
1: diagnosed and prescribed a pipe organ.
0: Very <laughs> you live here because I hate you. <laughs> so, Flabber confronts these kids and he's like, All right, you freed me. Awesome. Thank you so much. I can grant you a wish. After about 50 rapid fire pop culture references
1: oh, from the past yeah. 20 years earlier than that, oh gosh, he's doing Elvis,
0: he's doing Al Capone, he's, he's spitting shit out like you would not believe
1: at an obnoxious rate like at a rate that the actor doesn't have the charisma to keep up
0: with yeah he's doing his best robin williams impression and it's not
1: it it'd be about as good as my robin williams impression which is
0: which is just you talking
1: i've made flubber
0: no okay see that
1: was pretty terrible right now just imagine a man getting paid to do that yeah
0: in blue face
1: (laughs) in blue face (laughs) and white (laughs) hands and a cape. And a cape. Like a pimp cape. He's he's decked out in a purple cape. When we say he's a Jay Leno Elvis combination, it literally looks like that.
0: He kind of goes through, he's like, oh, do your kids want a bike? Clearly Dude.
1: has magic powers.
0: Definitely. He can create things out of nothing.
1: Exactly. This is the extent of his powers, right. and he's just offering it to these kids. Right. Any wish. Yeah,
0: that, that's true. Like, seemingly no holds bar. Like, just tell me what you want. Anything. You got, you got it.
1: He starts out small, just like you want a bike, like you said, a date, you know, things that kids might want. Right. And then they realize, no. Oh, shit. We can be the Beetleborgs because they think this is a dream. Like, we have to be the Beetleborgs. Right, right. This is lucid.
0: I feel like this is some weird ass trip that they think they're on.
1: Yeah, it, that's exactly what they think it is.
0: Um, We is. Let's be the Beetleborgs.
1: From our favorite comic. And, uh,
0: and then the episode ends. It's just kind of 20 minutes of exposition.
1: Our first time around, I made the note and the script, in all caps, NO BEETLEBORGS. <laughs> VERY BORING. So I don't think we had a very good time. No, the
0: first No, I had a I had a much better time the second time around.
1: The second time we rewatched it through the entirety of the episode, yeah. and I had a genuinely good yeah. time.
0: I think it's because like we know what we're expecting. At this yeah, time. we're in
1: it. I All can't right. I can't wait till things get really good. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm at the edge of my seat. And so should you. You should be, too.
0: Let's let's just take a minute to say that Jake went from viscerally hating Beetleborgs.
1: Like, I hated it like nothing else I've ever hated. Now
0: he's talking about it a little more than I am. And it's just like... I want to draw. Yeah, and that's right. He wants to draw characters from Beetleborgs. He's fully sucked into the mythos. <laughs>
1: He loves the lore. I love theorizing. Loves,
0: yeah, so. I think that it's just because it's so stupid and yeah. that it doesn't
1: take itself seriously It's a enough. sandbox. It
0: is a sandbox.
1: It, you, it's literally an open sandbox. Yep. You can do anything you want. And I love storytelling. So this is perfect. There you go. So this is great. And it's just all ham. And I love me a good ham sandwich.
0: And this is a this is a '90s ham and cheese sandwich.
1: And not like just plain old American cheese. This is pepper jack. Or or, this like, is a or like a spicy good, ham.
0: Or a good monster. Ah! It melts so good. And the
1: monsters
0: so good, my dude.
1: This ham sandwich is deece. All right, you want to get into the second episode? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, it picks up immediately where it left off, which is yeah. uncharacteristic for the rest of the episode. Should say, yeah. it's a serialized show, but not back-to-back.
0: I feel like the first... Like, where we're at... And this is a 2 like, As I've done my my research, the first 25 episodes... Because the first season, might we add, is 53 long episodes.
1: Oh, yeah. This is a long roller coaster. I hope you are prepared.
0: So, the first 25 episodes are, like, batty of the week. Yep. And then... Once we get past the 25 mark, we start getting into, like, plot yeah. points and, like, new characters introduced that really should start pushing the plot forward. Gus
1: picks up right where it left off. Yep. Flabber gives them dump. they show them the comic book. Yeah, and there's rats on the page. For some reason. Just, I think that must have been the anime, like, rats, this issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, oh, if you wish. <laughs> and then he turns them into rats. He's like, you dipshit. We wanted to be Beetleborgs. Wow, ah, you know, wacky nineties. Oh well, my bad. Let me uh, fix that. Uh so bad. Fuck,
0: I can't. In believe his completely I just did a flabber. inconsistent voice uh, it
1: wasn't a bad flabber, but uh, I don't want to do a good flabber. Flabber can't do good anything. Basically, it gets a little weird when he turns them into Beetleborgs. Things get really trippy. Yeah, the pipe organ's like breathing in and out, and mm-hmm. everything's steamy. The room is filling with fog. It's really cinematic. Yeah. And they become the Beetleborgs. He traps them in the second dimension, something he obviously has the ability to do. He has
0: full control and reign over.
1: Over any dimension below him, as we theorize. Because the
0: fact that he can just like open up a portal between the third dimension, which we are a part of, yes, and the second dimension, it's just an open rift. Yes. Because as we learn, the bad guys can go in and out. When they
1: were given the powers, as the costumes were ripped from the pages, Yep. A gap was left in their wake that anything from the comic book realm or the two dimensional world can seep into can ours willingly. Right, and there's or a pan- if they are summoned. Yes, or if they are summoned, but we don't quite know this yet. I I think Flabber does.
0: I would assume Flabber has to know. As we get into a later episode, he's got big knowledge about magic and kind of occult mysticism. Like he yeah, just, he just knows this stuff.
1: Yeah. He knows every magic trick in his book. So they
0: become the Beetleborgs. They kind room of fight is, the monsters. Yeah, the, the room is is kind of alive, and then the, the monsters come tumbling out of the, the labyrinth that they were just in, only to be physically assaulted by the Beetleborgs. And they're Flabber's roommates, right? Yeah. Flabber gets
1: very high enjoyment out of watching his friends get, get completely kind of, beat up.
0: Yeah.
1: Electrocuted,
0: He's punched, like, thrown around. stabbed at.
1: Like, cheering at these people just getting brutally beaten. Yeah. By these children that he just gave unlimited power to, right? So he is definitely an agent of chaos.
0: Definitely, but it's quickly it, it's quickly ended when you know. I think doesn't Flabber stop it?
1: He does. He's just like, boys, stop or something. Like yeah, he pretends to be come a mom. On, man. They the, get along because they both agree to treat. Like
0: you know, oh yeah, if they'll leave us alone, we'll leave them alone. The, and the then they're Like okay.
1: Yeah. So from this point on. The kids and the monsters they're, are friends. They're
0: they're kind of. They can tolerate each other. Yeah. And then out of the comic book, we see a side panel with the villains or like like just a profile shot and they shoot out of the comic book. We are introduced to uh, Typhus, Vexer, who is Big Daddy. Big Daddy. Typhus, Noxic and Jaro.
1: And uh Your boy Jacob really likes him some Noxic. He
0: loves some Noxic.
1: From the name to the design, yep, I love Noxic. I
0: love Noxic. Immediate destruction on a city nearby Charterville. They bring in Magnivore jet fighters.
1: Which are basically shitty TIE fighters. It's a... Sorry, we're going to have to cut that out.
0: It sounds exactly like that. Uh, (laughs) And and they're just blowing up buildings, kind of causing mass havoc and it's just like oh shit
1: like I don't like to draw parallels to extremely tragic events what levels of destruction yeah, this is true it's
0: so bad it's a
1: lot of fucking destruction just an entire like like what what did that look like a telephone company just a big building it just building. like
0: yeah just exploding like yeah big, big, big old building
1: think Nintendo of America's headquarters if you've ever seen or that or just
0: the Twin Towers
1: Dunder yeah. Mifflin From the office. Just
0: buildings that size. Yeah, it just looks like office space. Yeah, just blowing blowing up. Eviscerated. Um, And then the monsters kind of discover that they're in suburbia. And they're like, oh, there are no trains. There are no... This fucking sucks. What are we going to do? Oh, wait a minute. Is
1: this a movie
0: theater? This is a movie theater. Is that your cousin? Yeah, I think it is. I think that is
1: my cousin. (laughs)
0: So they go... they go, (laughs) They decide to go into this movie theater and enjoy a monster movie marathon. They sit next to initially a man with a very obvious Hitler stash. It's a very
1: distinct Hitler stash. It's
0: it's just a straight up Hitler stash.
1: But he's kind of a nice
0: guy. I think he's more intimidated, so he's like, "Hero, take take my whoppers, take my popcorn. I'll be leaving now. Tip my hat to you, ma'am.
1: I've already seen this Nosferatu (laughs) flick. Yeah,
0: goodbye. So he leaves the Magnavores. Love them some salty snacks. Except for um, Jara, who can't eat because her mouth mouth is too deep. She can't open it. (laughs)
1: Yeah, her mouth is sealed by the mask that
0: (laughs) isn't technically
1: her face. But since the the switch from the first, the second dimension (laughs) to the third didn't quite give her the ability to take her mask off,
0: (laughs) she can't eat. She's really upset about it. But like. Cause, cause, typhus is like a whale man. So he's got like a whale head, but a head like where the whale's neck should be. Yeah, he's got a face. The top of his head is just a whale mouth. Yeah, it's he's a bizarre dumped, character. He's dumping popcorn on the top of his head. Noxen is eating is like just a normal person. Smacking his face with popcorn. Fantastic.
1: Jara can't eat shit.
0: And then uh, Jara steals uh, a popcorn from the row in front of her, mm-hmm. and a lady's like, "Oh, where's my popcorn? Lose behind." Then causes mass hysteria in this theater because there are three monsters just chilling in back. You'd, you'd think, like, for a monster movie marathon, people would be like, oh, monsters, that's kind of a cool little, like, Yeah, if people came in costume. No, they freak the fuck
1: out. Charterville is easily spooked. Oh, They're yeah. They're like a tiny cat that was just... They saw a cucumber on the ground.
0: Yeah, They're they... Like, f- nope! Yep, they nope the heck out all the time. And then there's the one man who gets out of his seat, stands for two seconds, Throws his popcorn and then jumps on Just top of it. dives. He fucking <laughs> goes for it.
1: You'll have to gift that too. I
0: love it.
1: But uh, we should also quick mention uh, an interesting detail. That um, Vexer, Noxic, Jara, and Typhus, yeah. they make a statement that sounds like the second dimension does have limitations. Oh, and yeah. doesn't function the way the third dimension like, does. Like
0: they can't hear... They can
1: only read sound, like mm-hmm. when we read words on a page. That's
0: audio to us because we can hear in the third dimension. Yeah. They cannot hear, speak, move. Which, once again, is 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 interesting kind of plot points where it's like, okay, so the second dimension seems like more of a prison. Yes, that Vexer and company like don't want to go back to because yes. here it's like they're Rightly free to roam. So. Right, which makes sense. It doesn't it seem like such a villainous thing to do. Mm-hmm. But the way they go about trying to stay in the third dimension is...
1: Villainous. Villainous. Because it's all they know, because they were created that way. Well, right. They were written that way. They all like their free will... And so they slowly start to devolve into yeah, Team Rocket, it, who loves sweets, garbage, and video games. We'll get into that. <laughs> They're primed to not be villains.
0: But then... Just love the third dimension. So then, yeah. So then we have that, that introductory meeting with Monster Mash Dad. Yes. Vexer sounds exactly like the man that sings the Monster Mash. It's impeccable. Fantastic. I would love
1: to know if that's the same man. Yeah. Because if they hired that guy for the, the sake of the joke... Hilarious. That's perfect.
0: Uh, and then their base is set up in this mausoleum mm. that is already there, but is quite cult-like and nefarious. Hidden in a coffin. Hidden in a coffin is this giant, like, room with skulls lining the walls, nameplates, which would have, which have bodies inside, I would assume.
1: Yeah, and a, and a strange podium. That we know that he didn't put there. Yeah,
0: because they're like, oh, where'd you
1: find this place, boss? Like, you got good taste, boss.
0: Yeah. Yes. It makes you think. What is Charterville?
1: And based off their behavior? Sure. You can interpret it as goofy 90s script.
0: But no. No, no, no. We're not here for that schluck.
1: No. We're here. World building.
0: Yes. Yes. The deeper meaning and the deeper understanding of the world of Big Bad Beetleborgs. That's what this podcast is about, and that's what we're here for. So, expect a lot of, um, bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty much just like, listen to two lunatics, just
1: talk about this world that doesn't exist. I mean, you can... geez, help us world build if you guys have ideas. Oh, that'd be
0: great. Yeah. yeah like, have... what
1: kind of a cult do you think is running Charterville? Yeah. It's obviously necromancy. It has to be
0: necromancy.
1: Which is interesting, too, because the parallels being drawn between oh raising God. things from the second dimension, <laughs> raising things from a lower state of being to a higher
0: one, and sealing away the higher being so that their reckless use of magic and occult rituals won't subdue the lower dimensional beings.
1: It's definitely oh necromancy. Oh, my God.
0: That's why old man Hillhurst put... So the mausoleum, Vexer tells...
1: Vexer's like, you have to go fight the Beetleborgs. Go fight
0: the Beetleborgs. And, s- and they're they... like, okay, dude, yeah, totes. Sure. So they show up in Hillhurst. They talk to Flavin, and they're like, oh, we were just Beetleborgs initially. We did. We need the beetle bonders, which is like Power Rangers, like Power Morphers, where it's like... It's Morph-a-Time, but... Yeah,
1: so it gives them the ability to, to summon and morph.
0: Yeah, but they don't have it. They weren't given that. And and Flabber introduces this whistle. It's like, hoo, hoo, hoo. The three magic notes. And and then their beetle bonders show up. And then they can morph, and they turn into beetle Yes. They easily do away with Noxic, Typhus, and Jara. Easily. Kick their butts. And then we have another meeting with the Three Stooges and their dad. They kind of come up with the idea, like, oh... This dimensional rift is open, right? That we have this ability to summon our greatest hits, our greatest monsters, and bring them into the third dimension to fight the Beetleborgs for us. Yes. But they don't do that this episode. No. They do not do that.
1: They kind of just foreshadow that that ability is there. Which brings us to Flabber talking about, you know, congratulating them, saying, I knew you could do it, kids. You guys are great. Yeah. But then he says something very interesting that the second dimensional rift cannot be closed until Vexor and his cronies are sealed back away. Right. But here's the thing. He has to have the ability to close that. He has about. to. Because he opened it, right? right? Right. If you have the ability to open a door, you can you sure can as hell close
0: it. Right. What does Flabber want with the third dimension is, is something that I don't understand. Because he's from the seventh dimension. I just feel like he wants to freely rule this plane.
1: I didn't get to talk about this. No,
0: but just cause... Okay, have you seen Death
1: Note? Yes. My boy. Yeah. Flabber says he's a phasm. Oh, this is your... Yeah, okay. I feel like he's actually a shinigami. Tell me why, Jacob. Because this whole opening up the second dimension in the comic books, giving the kids powers freely, and just kind of watching everything, reminds me a lot of Ryuk... Dropping the Death Note and letting it corrupt light. And just seeing how it plays yeah, out. Yeah,
0: that's very true.
1: I don't think he cares if the kids use their powers for good or evil. He would have given those powers to Trip and Van if they freed
0: Th- him. This is very true. He wants to just see what the
1: hell will happen. So is he kind of hoping that something will go wrong? Maybe, because he hasn't closed that portal yet.
0: That's the thing. I feel like he wants it open just so he can be entertained yeah because he was obviously treating his best
1: friends getting beat the shit out of like he it was a television it. Like it, show
0: and it was like okay okay that's enough now we can stop it yeah so it's like he'll he'll put up with
1: violence in the house violence
0: in the house kind of destruction he's like okay all right now here are your your suits and your vehicles go stop the bad guys okay i've had enough of this this bores me now and then he'll always give them something else to increase
1: it so he's definitely a chaos god bill cypher Ryuk, hes all of those.
0: I'm definitely more with that Shinigami than I thought I
1: was initially. Yeah, and isn't it strange?
0: But but in that same moment, Flabber tells the kids that they have to continue to be Beetleborgs, a, as it being this like secret way for Vexer and the the Magnavores to be free.
1: Yeah, to
0: keep this chaos just going. But the kids also can't let anyone why, know. Yeah, he, he can't see, keep a secret. But I just had an epiphany. Why? Have children be Beetleborgs? They're not equipped enough to handle these villains. No. You think they're going to get these villains back in the comic books? Heck no. If you wanted to do that, you would have gotten adults.
1: Oh, yeah. Not children. If he didn't want any of this to happen, he just wouldn't have done it.
0: Right. But he does mention, he's like, you guys can't tell anybody about any of this. No. Or else, you know, he doesn't say why, but he's just like, keep it a secret. And they're like, cool, Flabber, no problem.
1: You know what just hit me? Yeah. He doesn't even need that rift to be closed in order to no. send things back. Because when he gave them the Beetleborg powers, he transported them to the second dimension without opening a portal between the two. That's right. And that they was... were trapped in the second dimension for about, you know, a minute. But then he's well, like... even
0: with the rats. Like, yeah. He just made them rats without opening a portal.
1: Exactly. So, this whole portal being opened, can't be closed thing is complete bullshit. Which leads us into the third episode. Oh, wait, no, actually, they have uh, residual powers.
0: That's right, that's right, that's right. Drew has telepathy. Yes. Roland has super speed. And Joe has super strength. Which Flabber seems strangely apologetic. Yeah, he was like, oh, no, like, you just, you have
1: these now. I'm I'm sorry, I didn't mean to make you like this. I Really, it was a mistake. And they're like,
0: no, it's cool, dude. Is he starting to fear their potential?
1: No, no, no. I think he's this is seriously my standing theory he is prone to apologizing because whatever dimensional plane he's from the seventh dimension whatever that means he obviously was an agent of chaos there as well sure
0: constantly apologizing for a range of powers that he could not control this is where the schizophrenia comes in it's like he's he's fighting himself from the seventh dimension yeah and and combating with the inner self that's trying to, like, be free within the third dimension.
1: Well, maybe. But all I'm saying is that he had a higher up in the seventh dimension who he was constantly answering to and apologizing for and making him feel like he was a screw-up until it was too much and he was shoved back four dimensions. And then the kids here are like, No, flatter, this is dope. You made an accident that gave us superpowers and genetically modified us permanently? Cool. He's like, wow, a good mistake. That's right. new. He's been punished before. The, the just just the fact that there's a definite sense of him being punished, right, is important.
0: It, that it's a thing that I think will kind of come in with uh, Old Man Hillhurst when we talk about him.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. This whole thing is just it's reminding me like of God the is Mist. Lucifer. It's yeah. Right. No, seriously. Okay. This All right. Next whole thing is up. reminding me of the game Mist, which is sort of the same premise. Okay. But regardless,
0: we have episode three. It gets silly. It gets pretty silly. I think this is the silliest of the episodes watched. Yeah. Because this is, yes, this is Terror Bear.
1: Uh, Yeah.
0: So Noxic, Typhus, and Jara start off the episode. They assault a man and find his hot dogs. No, no, no. No. Yeah, and then they start eating them, and they're like, oh, oh, this is great. we got to find more hot dogs. Yeah,
1: they love digging through the trash and robbing people for food. Love it. It's their favorite pastime when they should be fighting the Beetle boys. Yeah, right. They're just out and about they're out looking, town.
0: They're really kind of embracing being human.
1: Yeah, they really just love indulging in the third dimension.
0: They're really gluttonous characters. Yeah. They're like, oh, absolutely. Oh, oh, just give me all of this 3D stuff.
1: It's like overstimulated.
0: It's, it's like if you give a kid sugar. It's like they're gonna keep with on with no eating. limit. A kid in a candy right. shop, and they just they're just embracing it.
1: Does that mean eventually they're gonna get sick of it? Maybe I doubt
0: it because I mean, yeah, you're right. <laughs> One that, of them can't eat. That'd be interesting. So then we kind of see that the kids kind of do odd jobs at the comic book shop, and that kind of brings up the question: like, do they just do they go to school? Because they do bring up the dance. They bring up the dance, and you know, I think that was in the the first episode where Joseph's like, Drew, are you going to ask her to the dance? Yeah. Talking about Heather, and it just, like, doesn't go anywhere. We never see him go to school. They're always at the comic book shop or at Hillhurst. Mm -hmm.
1: I was figuring that maybe the comic book shop was after school, but there have been times that they're waiting there for the store to open at 10 a.m., Right. I don't know. I'd like to believe that this is summer and maybe that was just some weird like cult dance right, that their like, they're cult they're church cult was town. having.
0: So then Trip and Van come in and start harassing them like they always do and Joe kind of gives a homophobic remark about Yeah, because they,
1: they ask, hey Heather you want to go get some ice cream? <laughs> the limousine's waiting. Yeah. And then Joe comes out and says She's just like, oh,
0: I thought you two were afraid of Fudge.
1: Like, aren't you going to be afraid of the hot fudge? Yeah, and it
0: seems like kind of like
1: a... That sounds... Like, I don't know, but it sounds like they're going for a joke, and if that's a joke, that almost sounds like an anal joke. Like a
0: fudge-packing
1: yeah. kind of joke. Which is gross, because she's nine?
0: Y- yeah. She's given the most one-liners to kind of...
1: She's a sassy dame. Yeah,
0: she is. To kind of throw at, whether it be like Flabber the Monsters or mostly trip and van. Yeah. So they have a back and forth about who stayed at Hillhurst the longest. The boys are kind of denying it and trip and van are denying it and saying, you know, oh no, you guys totally left. You guys suck. And then Nano was like, Yeah, no, you totally left. You and guys their suck plan is to blow up Hillhurst. Because they're so
1: embarrassed that they're afraid by it that they're just like, Fine. Fuck it, destroy it. The whole thing. Just <laughs> blow it up. Take it from the earth Which is kind of a weird response, but okay.
0: Yeah, so they're, it's this kind of like back alley deal where they're handing these two demolition men just lots of cash. Yeah. And they're like, do it. And then they make fun of one of the guy's names. Ed the Horse, you said? Yeah, because they're like, oh, Mr. Ed. <laughs> and the only thought I have is that they're laughing because Mr. Ed was an obscure show about a talking horse. And they think it's funny for some reason don't know
1: that's a dated joke even for that time period that the show was made yeah like that that's a really weird reference
0: it's an an obscure reference of that and then we kind of make a note of flabber showing more schizophrenic tendencies slapping himself in the face cutting time back and forth And, and just kind of being like i needed that thank you yeah like what is he really capable of
1: like that's he's the thing. Very unstable. His scope of abilities are definitely limited in a lower dimension. So he can do even more in a higher dimension.
0: Right. It's just incomprehensible what he could possibly be capable of. Right. In our 3D dimension, we can't even fathom what that flabby boy can do.
1: Like because in the second dimension, they they didn't know what sound was. Dude,
0: right, right. right.
1: What senses so are like, we missing out? What can out? we
0: even imagine? Yeah, no, I totally, I agree. It's an amazing idea. Wasted on such a horrible show.
1: <laughs> Regardless. Um, so, yeah, they make that weird Mr. Ed joke. is definitely schizophrenic, but... Um, you know, the vampire comes out because he hears some noise. Some yeah, people. they're
0: talking, the monsters are talking about the demolition that's going to happen. They're aware of it because, you know, they live in the house and they can hear what's happening outside. They can look out the windows. Yeah, right. So, I so was like, oh, what do we do? What do we do? And he's kind of going around trying to talk to the roommates. And and <laughs> Fangula is just like, ah, I was just enjoying a nice cool blood light. And I, you want one? I really liked it. I Why liked is he it.
1: wearing sunglasses? I don't know. He's so
0: cool. I love him. It was it was a good bit. I, I definitely enjoyed it. It was cute. Um and then we're introduced to Statue Boy.
1: Statue Boy is the best boy.
0: He doesn't speak. He stands and looks scared.
1: All the time, constantly.
0: All of the time. Constant. He's half three three quarters
1: of the time not even present in the show. Yeah,
0: he's very kind of wishy washy. But but even when he's not like there participating, he'll just be standing. Oh yeah he's the actors in yet. the room yeah
1: which is weird but <laughs> he's just standing there um omniscient
0: because he, he comes and talks to the kids oh and right he's right like, right oh the, there are people here they want to blow up Hillhurst yeah he's communicating he through, a through a pack like a, of baseball cards baseball cards in the comic like book store. Yeah. so he's
1: able to communicate through any anywhere he wants anywhere with a face it seems
0: and then you hear the demolition men and they're kind of talking and they're like oh I bet there's a bunch of valuable stuff in there. We should, like, go in and check that out because that, you know, we can get some extra cash. And then we kind of cut back to the Magnivores just, like, <laughs> ransacking in a hot dog stand and just devouring every hot dog they see. Just having a good old time. Yeah, and then the kids come up to it and they're like, oh, fuck. Yep. <laughs> Damn it, we gotta deal with these guys. So...
1: <laughs> Drew is really unenthusiastic in this scene.
0: Yeah. Like, he, like he's,
1: about it? he's a little upset, just like, uh, Fine. you guys are being such pieces of shit. Like, he's really irritated with the magnivores. Yeah. Just like, not having any of their shit. Mm-hmm. So, he, he just he telekinetically picks up a jar of like of gumballs.
0: Yeah, which, which I think was on, like, the stand, the hot dog stand. Yeah, but it's weird and that it, it wasn't spilled. Off. Yeah. So, so, he picks it up telepathically.
1: Tips it over. Like, it does, like, a Home Alone... Feet on the marbles bit. Yeah. Whoa,
0: whoa, whoa, whoa!
1: And then once they tip over and fall... um, Joe
0: goes up to, like, a light pole, uses her super strength to, like, push it down. Yeah. And it lands on them, and they're like, oh, no, that sucks.
1: And then that's just the end of that. But somehow they're all right later. Like, they're not done for the episode. Yeah. You would think that that's the point where it's just, like... We'll get you kids next time. Corpse yeah. but no, they're back in like five minutes. Right, right. So that scene really stood to just fill
0: time. Yeah. So we go back to Hillhurst with the monsters kinda scrambling, like, Oh what do we do? What do we do? What do we do? Oh,
1: let's scare them out of the yeah. house. And everyone's like, Oh shit, we're monsters. I forgot. And they even like, Why didn't we just
0: It's like the writers forgot.
1: It's like the writers forgot. You're right.
0: Uh so uh, so then that starts happening. Roland comes to Hillhurst, because he zoomed off to Hillhurst before to kind of try and help the monsters out. Yeah. He checks one door, and he's like, it's locked. All the doors are locked. And he doesn't check. (laughs) Yeah, he's just like,
1: uh, why isn't anyone here at Hillhurst? And the door's locked. He walks off the stoop. Ah, Dang it, every door is locked. (laughs) I can't get in. He didn't even check the windows. Roland,
0: what the fuck? Roland, you lazy asshole. So then, and then we kind of cut back to Scooby-Doo Chase.
1: Yeah, everyone's running around inside the house like the, the demolition boys are getting chased by the monsters. In and out of the doors. Wacky scene. You've seen this kind of stuff before.
0: And, yeah. And then they leave. Then the Magnivores come back and they're like, ah, let's have them get a taste of this. And this is the the technical first introduction of the Magnivore jet fighters. The horrible TIE fighter. <laughs> Me! Oh, fuck They look like weird bees. It's just annoying. And, and that's where we get, like, our best view so far of, like, the Japanese stock footage and yeah. the stuff that they really had to work with, which looked better than the show we were watching. I
1: really wish that we were watching the Japanese yeah. Beetleborgs. Yeah. Because they got They got, Beetle, they got Beetle Yoda. They got Beetle Yoda. Okay.
0: So we get the War Jet Fighters, and then Flabber summons the Beetle Battle Base. Yup which is obviously a, a toy. Yeah. Which out of nowhere is cemented under this apple orchard it's an orange orchard an orange orchard which is on the Hillhurst land yes ground splits open this giant battle base comes up and then you we see the um, attack vehicles
1: uh boys have tanks girl has
0: helicopter
1: helicopter thing. It's like it's like one of those things from The Incredibles with, like, the two flat propellers on the side and, like, the main thing in the middle, and it, like, zooms around with the two dual blades. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, know, yeah. you know what I'm talking about. It's basically that.
0: I mean, it's, aesthetically interesting vehicles. Like, yeah, they
1: made cool toys, I bet.
0: It's, yeah, and it's like, oh, okay, I, re- I enjoy that. That's a lot of fun.
1: It's just the integration into the actual show is like, horrible.
0: Yeah, then you get kind of swapped to, like, the CG models, and it's like, Whoa.
1: What the? What we had to do in America. Culture like, shock.
0: Holy shit. Bad, bad, bad. And then you get pretty interesting scenes of the vehicles attacking and destroying the jet fighters that are ruined in the next episodes because it's the exact same shots that are used. But you know
1: what the other episodes don't have? What? That great, great, great 12 o'clock
0: joke. That is a fantastic... <laughs> <laughs> is, it, is it Joe? Joe's like, oh, we got Magnivore jet fighters at 12 o'clock. Roland is like, 12 o'clock, what about now? <laughs> and was like, it's just an expression. It means they're right on top of us. Oh, okay, oh, oh, I like, knew that. And it's like, I genuinely had a good giggle.
1: I feel like that's something that me or you would actually yeah. write into something. Because right. we're both just stupid.
0: And it's like, okay, yeah, that's, that's funny, I get it. That's a good joke. So then they defeat the Magnivores.
1: Because they ran out of stock footage, I think. Okay, so they're just gone.
0: So... Yeah.
1: Magnivores are gone. They're defeated. Because
0: Flabber blows them up. You're right. Flabber blows up the magnivores.
1: After teleporting the TNT out of the house, the house is not destroyed.
0: Yep. To the wherever the magnivores are, which... In the middle of go? the orchard. It, he's omniscient. omniscient. Yeah.
1: He's, base, he's God.
0: They blow up and
1: then retreat. and uh, We say blow up like it has any consequence, but really it's just... Their hair's it's all like the, wacky. The,
0: yeah, it's like the Looney Tunes explosion where it's just like my hair's sticking up, oh no. But they didn't even dirty up the costumes. Yeah. And then Flabber makes it that was flabtastic. He makes these like weird flab puns all of the fucking time. Like And it's the worst. Like I was talking
1: to you before the podcast. That's like me inserting my name into everything. Like, <laughs> Wow,
0: Alec, you, you got an A on your test? Jake-tastic! So, um... So Fangula kind of pops out, because the kids are like, alright, I think we're going to go. Thanks for everything, Flabber. Like, but all the we'll noise kind of woke him up. So Fangula's like, no, you don't have to leave. It's about time for breakfast. Ugh. It's not often that we have young, fresh, attractive kids in the house. And I was like, wait a fucking minute here. Keyword,
1: Attractive.
0: Is Fangula a pedophile? Yeah. The kids are like, <laughs> Bye!
1: I'm outie! They leave. And then they leave. Episode ends. Um, episode four opens with the Three Stooges. It's,
0: yeah, the Three Stooges, they are Which, walking out of a like blockbuster. They're like, Oh, movies! We love movies! Yeah. It's it's more of them just trying to indulge in the 3D world. And really just...
1: Not understanding money. Living it up. They can't grasp the concept that things have value, this though. next one. Well, I'm just saying no but because yeah, they say they, they, they like free movies. This they don't true. understand the concept. Oh, I guess of it cash. is a
0: precursor. Yeah, we cut to a shot of a hill or of a hillhurst, Pfft. Charterville Street, where a car is rolling up.
1: It's obviously a ripoff of the Ghostbusters. Ghostb- yeah, yeah,
0: and you have a crowd of people following it and being like, "Whoa, whoa, what the? They're freaking out! Like, like, giggy. And, like they're giddy! And, like nobody ever comes to Charterville."
1: As if this is the first man to show up in a while. Which
0: really cements the cult town vibes yeah, that we're it, really starting to feel.
1: It just feels like a cul-de-sac. Yeah. Where everyone breeds with each other, never leaves, yeah, never it's, comes it's and weird. goes. It's
0: very weird.
1: It's gross. And
0: Yeah, that too. And then we come to meet Buster Zapper, who is a coked-up Ghostbuster.
1: More coked-out than the original Ghostbusters, mind you. Yeah. Um... And the town
0: worships they him. They pretty much worship They're like, well, this guy's great. And we find out that he is hired by Trip and Van, who now freely admit that they've seen ghosts in Hillhurst and are being quite inconsistent with the fact that they don't want to be seen as cowards. But now they don't care because they just want the ghosts gone.
1: Yep. So this guy, he comes in and he's just like... He's
0: preaching. He's just going to be like, oh, I take care of phasms. I take care of ghosts. Ghosts. No, because he's talking about the phasms, and everyone's like, what's a phasm? He's like, ghosts. It's a ghost. Ghosts. 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 And
1: it feels like it's kind of going into a musical number, and I thought, oh, damn. Oh, shit. We're We're going to get our very first Beetleborgs musical number. And it didn't happen. They just chanted
0: ghosts for about a solid 45 seconds. It was a good 45 seconds, and then, like, the cult vibes were just slapping me in the face. It's just
1: nothing, it didn't build up to anything other than him saying this. I take care of ghosts. And then, you know, Nano's like, what you talking about, ghosts? And he's just like, goblins, ghouls, vampires, I'm talking phasms. And then the kids, they're like, Flammer. Yeah, to, right. We have to go. We gotta go, warn Flabber. Yeah, uh, just please keep in mind that he said goblins, ghosts, vampires. Yeah, because he, th- those
0: he's in- ready for anything. But he's not because those aren't ghosts. Whatever. <laughs> but but Nano kind of realizes that this man is a hack fraud. Bullshit. And and nope, she does. She's not buying it. There's a scene where he's just like, ah, I do think you know, I'll do it. For a small price, Oh you, big and then big you really price. It. it's just like okay, he he's just some guy that's in it for cash. Yeah, and fucking Tripp and Van are throwing him big old wads.
1: He really likes crossing his it. eyes when he gets money.
0: Oh yeah, it's like a weird orgasm. He's like, ooh.
1: He's like, he's like, I think I can do it. Yeah. He's like, yeah. <laughs> 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 jerks his they're head gonna have
0: to gift that one.
1: Oh my god no
0: uh, so then we have the magnivores and they're like oh who's you know we gotta get we gotta get someone to stop the beetleborgs this week yeah yeah so they come up this with day the, this was not
1: aired this was aired every oh, day oh that's
0: right beetleborgs was aired every fucking day a new episode every fucking day it was nuts there's no wonder why these fucking episodes are so incoherent and nuts it's nuts so, they bring up Terror Bear, who in the comics eats people. People. Which is frightening. Yeah. For a children's comic. yeah. That's, that's a scary monster. Yep. Uh, so, he eats people in the comics, but as soon as he comes out, we find out that in the 3D world, this bear just loves sweets. He's got a sweet tooth. He has... <laughs> my God. This boy needs his sugar now. He
1: has a sweeter tooth than I do, and hell I pretty much eat yes. exclusively garbage.
0: And then <laughs> <laughs> So after Terra is summoned, we kind of cut back to Hillhurst. And, and 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 the rooms keep shifting. They're looking for flavor cuz they want Yeah, work. and they open up a door that they think leads to wall. the piano room. But
1: it, yeah, it's blocked by a brick wall and that then they wasn't open there. open
0: again, and it's Fangula's room.
1: And then they open it up again, and it's Mum's room.
0: And it's like, "Wait a minute. So this house definitely holds some weird dimensional abilities
1: yeah because you know you open up a door to your closet the only way you're opening up a door to anything other than your closet when your closet's normally there is if you opened it up to a different dimension
0: right so (laughs) i feel like this like once flabber was released especially
1: oh things went nuts because somebody used to live here yes so it must be flabber's influence right
0: the monsters are kind of doing normal roommate stuff. Yeah. Moms you know, is like cleaning shaving. his rags. No, doing yeah. Fangula's
1: hey, Sleeping yeah, upside Fandula's down. Yeah, taking a nap. Um, Frankenbeans is trying to shave with a machete because he's an idiot. It's
0: really good.
1: Blue doll!
0: <laughs> blue doll!
1: <laughs> and by the end of the, that whole scene, he has Band-Aids on his face because yeah. he's obviously hacked up it's, his face. It's
0: just mundane... Just kind of everyday people stuff.
1: It's kind of cute when you think about it. Like good yeah. ideas it's executed. It's, lame. Like, it's
0: funny, uh, but then Flabber comes in and he's like, "Oh, well, you know, f- he does his Flabber thing." Flabtastic. Uh,
1: it's actually garbage, Flabber. It's so not Flabtastic.
0: But then Buster Zapper comes
1: mm-hmm. with
0: Trip and Van.
1: His Phasm Phaser.
0: Phasm Blaster.
1: Phasm Blaster. And
0: and we hear Flabber being like, "Oh no." Like, we got nothing to worry about unless it's, like, vibrational frequencies.
1: Yeah, if only if you fire a vibrational frequency that communicates at my frequency.
0: Right. Which, that's what's, that's something in our realm that he fears.
1: Which, yeah, he has a frequency, meaning he can be damaged or destroyed.
0: On our dimension.
1: Yes. Or he was, potentially we can seal right. away.
0: Because he was pretty shook.
1: Yeah, he was scared.
0: When, when we talk about, you know... Vibrational frequencies and the fact that that it's possible to kill, maim, or trap Flabber. Yes. (laughs) We then cut to the Magnavores trying to get Terror Bear to eat people. And we're in a park. And there's a man riding his bike. I don't know how he's riding a bike and eating a popsicle at the same time. But he's doing it. But he's doing it. So Terror Bear attacks this man. And this dude... Gives the performance of the first five episodes. He gets the Grammy. The Grammy? The Oscar? No, the Grammy. And he just, he's flailing, <laughs> he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. He's super animated. So super, hammy. It, fantastic. I loved it. And then Terror Bear just takes the popsicle. Starts eating it. Eats it, and the guy just fucking dips out, and he's like, no, and he runs away all scared.
1: He nopes out, and he's like, yes. <laughs> You're supposed to eat
0: people, not popsicles yes. <laughs> that was typhus that was typhus We're outside of Hillhurst, and trip and van are handed guns, which are just just hair dryers, hair
1: dryers that <laughs> are supposed to detect the presence of ghosts oh, it's uh think about the things that beep a lot and light up and Ghostbusters. They're basically that except they're just blow dryers that have had their cords cut.
0: Right. And it's just kind of like here take these. And they're like fuck yeah this is sweet.
1: How many ghosts we got Alec? Millions. Millions of ghosts. This
0: place is infested because Zapper is a crazy man that will do anything for coke money.
1: Yeah. When he gets that wad of cash he, he drops he's bills he's on the like, ground because if it's in his hands it doesn't matter what else is around. Right. What whatever's falling around him doesn't matter. Even if it is more money, fuck it. I've got money in my hands right now.
0: It's fu- it's fucking ridiculous. So we have them entering the house
1: with a big old gun,
0: or not yet, but they're they're getting ready to enter the house. And then we cut back again to the magnivore Mausoleum. I like yeah, that, the magnivore Mausoleum. Yeah, the Magnamaz. Ma- nope,
1: that <laughs> didn't stick. All right, <laughs> where,
0: where they have a guy tied up, but they're putting like fudge and ice cream on his head. Yep because they like terror bear's got to eat people.
1: But he loves sweets. He
0: loves sweets, but we got it. We got to get him going.
1: Let's sweeten up this boy.
0: So, <laughs> Terror Bear just goes up, sniffs him, and then just starts licking the ice cream
1: with the disgusting like job and of the like, hut tongue. <sighs> and then they're both weirdly and into like, it. Yeah,
0: because at first the guy is he's like, "Oh no." Oh. Yeah, like and he like, gets less goes, afraid. Yeah. It's like he's being very slowly seduced. Into the tongue of terror bear. Which is disgusting. Which is also gross. Back at Hillhurst. Wouldn't like to see that porno. They're trying to bust in. And Joe's using her super strength to hold the door. Yeah. And what does she say, Jacob? I'm a tower of power. Just like that. Whispers it. The camera zooms and she's like, I'm a tower of power.
1: But she says it like, in this really like, she's so cute when it's, she said it. Yeah. She's like... So proud of herself for yeah, saying it. She's she like
0: truly <sighs> believes that she is a tower of power.
1: Yeah, she's holding that door shut with one finger.
0: And my my note on that one is Joe is great and Joe is wonderful.
1: I love Joe. She's
0: I think my favorite. Right now?
1: Oh, yeah. Because the other two don't really have a personality, but no. Joe definitely
0: does. Yeah, and then Terror Bear is lured to Hillhurst via donut on a string. <laughs> but
1: the Wars. Are we sure that Terror Bear is not just me?
0: Terror Bear is just a hungry college boy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, you know, if, you, if you put a donut on a string, you can take me anywhere. Oh, yeah, exactly. It's like,
0: just, It's easy. So then... Buster Zappler and Trip are in the house, and, and he's kind of spewing this nonsensical bullshit. And Flabber, through the wall, realizes that this dude is definitely a hack.
1: Yeah, like, like Flabber gets bold and is just like, fine, Like if like, he can really damage me, I'll go in the same room as him and find out. And then he and finds out. And then
0: he's like, what, what did you go, you can smell the dead ghosts. Yeah. Trip Evander like, what do they smell like? Dead skunks! Ha <laughs> Roadkill!
1: Yeah! So
0: he spray. He, like, acts like he shoots a gun and is, and is sequentially spraying a can of skunk smell. And, and then... Like, Dude, I smell it!
1: It sounds like we... It smells like we've hit the, the south, south end, end of a north northbound ghost! And he does this weird, like, <laughs> face, and it's... Yeah. We'll have to animate something in that bit so they yeah. can visualize what we're doing. But... Basically, he's a hack fraud who sprays a stink after he fires his gun to make people think that he's a limited to the ghost. He does a cute party trick. Like, if you invited this guy at, like, some geeky ghost paranormal loving kid's birthday party, I'm saying I would have loved this guy as a kid.
0: Yeah.
1: I was super into this shit. So... So... But instead, he's wasting his time trying to actually
0: convince people that he's hunting ghosts. Oh, my God. And... (laughs) Why? Trying to rally everybody, we come to Fangula, who smells trippin' van in the house, and he can smell young blood young so child blood intensely that it wakes him out of a dead sleep and he's like, Oh Young Blood. And he's in the house so horny for it. Oh uh,
1: dude, he's horny for that one.
0: And they're and, and you know, Buster Zapper's ready to fucking take charge. And then Terror Bear comes in mm-hmm. and they're like, Oh fuck! That's not a ghost. And it's weird because he introduced himself
1: saying he could he could eliminate he can, things that weren't ghosts,
0: but he's like go back to when Jake says phantoms vampires ghouls. Yeah. That's because that's not a ghost. Yeah. Oh, super cartoony. He sounds like Timmy Turner's dad. No he doesn't. Well, kind of. A little bit. A little bit. Just in the way he emphasizes.
1: I suppose, yeah, his his inflections definitely yeah. Turner Pops. Pops tea,
0: and so it looks like Terra Bear like wants to eat these kids, and then you find out that
1: one of them is eating wanna, a candy bar. Yeah,
0: Trip has a, or no, Van has a candy bar, and they're like, no, 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 he just wants a candy bar. So Van's like, haha, and he throws it at Drew. What an asshole! <laughs> and then you know, Drew and the other Beetleborgs lure him outside, where they then transform, ditching the Beetleborg whistle. Yeah, completely retcon. All they just, have to say is Bonder. Beetle Beetleblast, and then they transform. And then we got a fight scene that ends with Terber being tickled.
1: Yeah, they find out that lasers shooting, punching and tripping don't work.
0: So they just walk up they
1: tickle him. that's what else what else are you gonna do? You've, yeah. you've expended all of your options.
0: You tickle. let's tickle him you tickle him And then he is kind of subdued for the moment and then we get the same <coughs> Magnavore. <Jeff> <coughs> I can't help myself. We get the Magnavore <laughs> jet fighters and the same stock footage we've gotten the last two episodes. So it's boring. And dry. then we warp to Japan.
1: Obviously, Japanese terrain. It's the
0: Japanese stock footage, which is great, and the the fight scene's good. Mm-hmm. Oh, everything's
1: very well we got, done. We
0: got Terror Bear. We got the the you know Magnavore cronies, and they're all fighting. It's like great, great. And then they try laser. Terror Bear back into the comic books.
1: It's a certain frequency. It's yeah. like a sonic blast, I think they call it. And that allows them to send things from the third dimension back to the second. From basically any location. If they get shot with that beam, from all yeah. three, it, it will fly to the nearest comic book. So
0: they get yeah shot back, sucked back into the comic. Yep. Yep. Then back at Hillhurst, Trip, Van, and Zapper are scared by all the monsters that are all just like, get, up, get out of the house, bruh, we're monsters, and it's like, okay, they they formulated a plan and they executed it. They yeah, was, they was came good. up with
1: the idea to scare them out.
0: And then, <laughs> Buster Zapper comes back to Zoom Comics and is just all like, oh, Hillhurst, they're real monsters, you, what? you don't believe me? You don't know, believe me? And then Nano comes out of butt-fuck nowhere in a mask and is like, BRRRR! <laughs> Scared the fuck out of an already zonked-the-fuck-out buster zapper. He
1: definitely did coke on the way there to oh, try yeah. to ease himself. His pants
0: fall down, and then he runs out of Zoom Comics. Yeah. And, and, and what I could imagine is leave Charterville.
1: Which is better for him, because no one
0: belongs in Charterville. And then the episode ends... Who that. you gonna call? Who are you gonna call? With Nan- Nano. Nano. Fuck it. Nano was the fucking best.
1: And then it ends with a very jazzy tune. I mean,
0: it's kind tune. of like a tune and it's like... <laughs> <inaudible> 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 kind of like, oh
1: wait. At this point, I don't know if the writers knew what they wanted Beetleborgs to be. Yeah. It was a very goofy episode. It,
0: it was a good... It was a goofy episode and I... I definitely enjoyed this one a lot.
1: Yeah, oh yeah, I loved... So... Buster Zapper. <laughs> I hated him. Spoiler.
0: So with episode five, <laughs> fuck you, we, we start with uh, the Magnivores getting delivered a video game. Yeah, uh, at the graveyard. At the right? graveyard. So these, and the guys are like,
1: this is creepy, man. This is weird. Why are we delivering a game to a graveyard? Oh, I don't know, man. Just, let's,
0: just drop it off and we'll be done. So Goofy-ass
1: Noxix.
0: He pops out of the grave and he's like, what, what the hell are you guys doing? You're late. I've been waiting for this all day. Where you guys been? You're late. And then <laughs> one of the delivery men are like, you're ugly. Yeah, just for like no reason. <laughs> like,
1: can you imagine the delivery guy shows up a half an hour late for your pizza and you're like, where were Dude, you, man? you're late. You're fucking ugly. Oh, shit. Like, I'm calling your manager, asshole. <laughs> what the fuck? I'm actually not. But that's a real dick move.
0: Yeah, it is. <laughs> like. And then they kind of have a back and forth about, like, well, you need to pay us. And actually is like, Pay you? What the fuck is money? Yeah. like, Excuse me. So he thinks that he doesn't need to pay for anything, and this is where we kind of start to get back into like, okay, they're villains. Yeah. I don't need money. Just give me my fucking video games. This, this
1: this 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 bit this part of the show reminds me so much of the devil is a part timer. Oh yeah. If we, you've we've we've ever seen, seen like it, Donaldson. he fucking uh, Segway, The devil uh, comes from hell and has to get a part time job. <laughs> And becomes the like manager of McDonald's and it's his only pleasure living in the mortal world. It's fucking great. Back to this.
0: So after, you know, a Magnavore discussion about like money, because now they need to find a way to get money, which, as we find later in the episode, is just like robbing people. <laughs> we get <to laughs> how Hill- else? We get to Hillhurst and Flabber is sick. With a bug. He's got a bug. He sneezes and causes random magical
1: outbursts. He sneezes life into existence? He sneezed a spider into existence? That's right, yeah.
0: He sneezed and the spider's just on the wall. But Mm. basically,
1: Flabber's sick to introduce the treasure map, which which was his hanky. His
0: hanky, yeah.
1: So he's been blowing his nose into this nasty, decrepit treasure map that the kids are like, That looks like a treasure map. And then they take his hanky and like, oh, it
0: is dope. It's totally a fucking treasure map. Like, this is like an episode that I feel like they didn't know what to write. They're like, "Uh, uh, uh, sick, treasure map, Uh, treasure map, that's it. Yeah. We did it. And so, yeah, exactly. And so the
1: treasure map leads to a secret room in the house. So. So they leave the house and go to the comic book store? Why did they do that?
0: No, no, no. We're missing some key plot points. What? Oh, so that Flabber, Flabber looks dope. So comes out in the tux for... Oh, because he's talking about them being rich, so he's yeah. got to look nice. So he comes out in the like, tux. Flabber looked fucking
1: good. Flabber looks way better in a tux than he does than in his, his... like,
0: Technicolor dream coat. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's like, awful. He
1: looks like a fucking fever dream. It's really bad. But the in a tux,
0: bad. I'm like, okay, I can... If if Flabber was downplayed visually, yeah. I feel like I can handle his, like, way, way more. Way more. Because he's less of a clown and more of just
1: he is a spirit. Yeah. He's a goofy dude.
0: Right, he's just a goofy dude. Plus that pompadour? Fucking real good.
1: Perfect with his tux.
0: (sighs) But then the monsters come in the room. Yes. And we have Flabber kind of directing the kids that, like, he doesn't want the monsters to see the map. Yeah. And then Mum sees it and he grabs it and he's like, oh, this must have been the treasure left by old man Hillhurst.
1: We've been waiting... Forever for him to die, so we could get this map.
0: So, we kind of came to the realization that Old Man Hillhurst has to be the man that put away Flabber. Absolutely, because early. he
1: was perfectly—must have been perfectly comfortable with monsters living in his house.
0: I feel mums, like mums. I feel like he runs a monster rehabilitation home. Oh, oh, cute. Fangula is a pedophile. Okay, mums is a hoarder. Yes. And uh Frank and Beans is just mentally handicapped. Yeah, and it's and just out of the kindness handicap.
1: of his heart that he that he has them here.
0: Oh my god, and statue boy has social anxiety.
1: And um Wolfgang couldn't take it and he never got rehabilitated.
0: He has speech impediment issues.
1: Speech impediment issues, and he's also just a party animal.
0: Yeah. He's alcoholism. Yeah, he's not Oh the my comic. god. So so old man Hillhurst is a good boy. He's a, a was a great man. Who wanted to do his best to make the monster community in Charterville flourish.
1: So here's the thing. He found Flabber out through was some way. Yes, to that goal. But he knew that somewhere, somehow, that somehow he knew about Flavver in the seventh dimension, right? Yep. And he knew that he was going through hard times. And he was like, if you come to the third dimension, I can help you get better. And, then he and s- so he struck a deal with Flavver's dad or whoever was in charge of Flavver. Flavery gets sent to the third dimension.
0: And is sealed away.
1: And is sealed away in the organ.
0: That's why he's so ecstatic to be free. Yeah. Because old man Hillhurst. and and Flabber's That's why he wouldn't have known about old man Hillhurst. Right. Oh my god. Because he was just sent to the third dimension and then just immediately imprisoned. Yep. That's fucking nuts. Yeah. That's fucking nuts and it's so unbelievably... Correct.
1: Yes. I don't
0: care. This is canon. Oh, this absolutely canon. This is not canon. canon. This is canon.
1: We're writing the show for the writers and, 20 and, years later. Literally 20 years later. Oh,
0: man. So then to get the map back from Mums, Roland uses a super speed and unwraps him. And we don't see a Reaper like we saw initially. Nope. We see Bones. He's just a skeleton
1: boy. Who falls apart.
0: Who, who indeed falls apart
1: you know comical skeleton things but it's inconsistent and it kind of upsets me because I really liked his reaper it was it.
0: really good but then we have the kids back at Zoom Comics for some reason they have all this like treasure hunting gear
1: yeah they look like straight up like uh, like Nathan Drake
0: yeah like they're ready to look for treasure yeah did they buy it from Zoom Comics did they buy it from like, a store and then stop at Zoom Comics like, did they get it from their call church right did they not have a permit to shoot anywhere else <laughs> like why would they they know on the map
1: that the treasure is in the house? Yeah. Why leave? Right.
0: So then You were, can
1: ask Flabber for a shovel if you're gonna dig. He's he's infinitely powerful. Right,
0: right. So they're they're talking about the treasure and then Trip and Van come in. Yes. And they're talking about being rich and then Van makes a comment where he's like, Oh, Rich, are you talking about us? Oh no. And then Joe says, No. If we were talking about you, you would have heard the words mentally challenged.
1: And damn, were we floored even the
0: second time watching. That Joe, was aired on TV. Joe became the best person on this. Oh, show. she's savage. Fucking. She just. She calls them gay one episode, them cowards in another, and now they're retarded.
1: And that's not to say. That we like slandering the no, mentally handicapped no, 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 and homosexual. No. But it's just so great. But it's
0: like, oh my god.
1: She goes for the throat. She does not care. She is not PC. And you know why? Savage. You know why? Why? Because she is a tower of power. She is a tower of power. Fucking Joe is best girl. I love Joe. All day. Even if she's an asshole, best asshole.
0: So then they, they reveal the, the treasure hunting plot. And then Trip and Van see the map. Poorly sticking out of Roland's backpack. And they're like, oh. That's the one. That's my beach.
1: So, yeah. Of course they know that they were talking about getting rich because of a treasure map. So then they steal the map because they don't want anyone else in town to be rich. Right. Just even the simple possibility of that happening, it's too much. They want to take care of that.
0: And then, yeah. So they take that. They're ready to to hunt down the treasure. And then we cut to Noxic Just robbing a man. Just straight up
1: robbing a man.
0: Give me all you got! And he's got, like, nothing. This he has,
1: like, is... lint and a fucking Joy Buzzer for some reason. Yeah. Does he run an arcade? I don't, I don't know. know. He had a Joy Buzzer.
0: So then the Three <laughs> Stooges send Green Cannon Machine, which is this monster boy's name. Which is lame. To distract the Beetleborgs so they can look for the treasure.
1: He's defeated, like, immediately.
0: Um, there's a short, yeah, there's a short fight scene he sent back to the comics.
1: Stock footage, blah, 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 doesn't Same matter. Same thing. Anything with the actual Beetleborgs does not matter. We should say that now.
0: Yeah. Pretty much. And, and then Jara kidnaps Trippin' and Van and takes the map. Yeah. So then we got really dumb, Magnavore treasure-hunting footage. They're not really looking in the right place at all. Nope. The, the map was upside down, and somehow that meant...
1: Outside even though it would yeah. still be a map of the even, house. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense at all. So they're
0: looking outside in the orange orchard, and then they're confronted by Joe, Drew, and Roland, and
1: Joe has the best line, once again.
0: Noxic says something within the realms of, oh you'll you know, you'll never get this map or, or something. And then Joe yeah. responds with yeah,
1: sure we will, you magna-boob. Calls him a magna-boob.
0: A magna-boob. She is full of quips. Oh, it's toasty. Oh, fuck. She's oh. so good. So, then the magnavores are there like, oh, we're not afraid of you beetle Like, fuck you guys. We're going to do whatever we want. But then the monster roommates come out. Yeah. And they're like, I don't even think they really do anything scary. Like, no. They just well, you know, the, the vampire is
1: intimidating. Uh Frankenbeans yells.
0: Yeah, they stand there foreboding and then the magna boobs are like
1: Fuck it. Nope!
0: And then they leave. <laughs> and they leave the map. Yeah, so they then, don't wanna get
1: their asses kicked.
0: So then the kids get the map back, they barter a deal with the monsters that they'll split the wealth with them evenly once they get the treasure. So they follow the steps on the map, and then they come upon two chests, and they have to make the right choice. So Drew kind of being an asshole to Frankenbeans it's like, "Hey. Frankie beans. Which one would you choose?" He, oh, po- oh, that one. he points to the one on the right. So Drew's like, "We picked the opposite." Yeah. And everyone did. laughs. Everyone's like, "Oh, Frankie beans is like, oh, no." Yeah. So then they open <laughs> the chest and what's it full of?
1: It looks like a giant, like, it looks like it's just filled with gold. Like, I'm not talking gold coins, gold bars. Just the color. Just a block of gold looks like it's filling it. And I'm like, they have a chest of solid gold. This is going to lead to something interesting. The kids are rich.
0: Nope. Then the monsters start digging their hand in what they call the riches of the earth.
1: Which is just slime. It's slime. Which is also implied to be phasm snot.
0: Yeah, because Flabber says one man's slime is another man's treasure, which is it's gross like, that's and
1: curvy, fucking disgusting. Like I don't like that either. So, that's in the same realm as aren't you afraid of the hot fudge? Where it's just yeah, like, it's like why well, the why the implication?
0: So they're digging in the slime, and the episode ends with them just being super happy about having slime. Slime. Did they
1: pick the wrong chest? I feel like they picked the 100% wrong they chest. They the wrong chest. They should have listened to their Bean listened to frank and mean friend. I should have listened to Dick and Balls.
0: And with that, ends the first five episodes of Big Bad Beetleborgs. If and you can't
1: tell yeah. the uh, process of this, we watch five episodes, we analyze five episodes, yep. we discuss five episodes. Um, we encourage you to watch these episodes along with us. Yeah, just so you They're can, on Netflix. Yep. You can free. find them online for free, I'm sure, somewhere. Yeah. Can't I'm, be too hard. I'm not
0: worried about that. So definitely feel free to watch those and kind of get a better idea of what the conversation is going or what the com- where the conversation is going. And uh, kind of like we mentioned earlier, if you have any other plot points that you think things we didn't notice and you kind of want to bring up, feel free to hit us up on our Facebook, which is facebook.com slash buds. Or send us an email at big bad know at gmail.com. I'm Alec. And I'm
1: Jacob. And we are going to bug out.